0: i gotta come see the new house you haven't been here
1: no i have agoraphobia i never leave the house
2: oh yeah 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 yeah. you're a tranny you don't leave <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's like so that's like all the girls
1: hello beauties welcome to another beauty translated mini-sode mini-sode number 11 to be exact this time I'm joined by past guest and friend Zeta Zane. Welcome back, Zeta. Thank you so much for being here. How have you been? Um, I've been doing well. I've just been here in my closet recording podcasts with a puppy. Um, but how have you been, miss?
2: Uh, I actually got a new puppy.
1: <gasps> yeah. Introduce us. Come here.
2: Come here. Oh, oh so precious. Oh, You're so
1: cute. Yes, that looks like my <laughs> Sunny, except... My sonny is uh like the apricot color. Aww. He's a
2: Bernadoodle.
1: Oh, Bernese mm-hmm. mountain dog and a doodle. We need to have a puppy date. That'd be so cute. Okay, we're going to catch up with Zeta and all of her excellent news in our Let's Celebrate That segment. But first, we're going to talk about why we fucking hate it here. Yes. Um yeah, why we fucking hate it here. So I have a couple things I wanted to discuss. Um, first is like this ongoing thing with like Lance Armstrong and Caitlyn Jenner. Um what,
2: what are what are those two men saying? Right. What are those, <laughs> fellas, what are those fellas saying right
1: now?
2: What, what, are are they, those what do they have to say? Um,
1: <laughs> uh well the men while the men are talking
2: Mm, the men are talking. The <laughs> men are talking.
1: Um, so, yeah. They think that uh, trans people should not participate in, um, in gendered sports. Um, mm-hmm. I had this whole thing. <laughs> I had this, mm-hmm. um, and so, like, a week ago, they recorded a podcast together. Um, and, and they have, uh, of course, together, Lance Armstrong and Caitlyn Jenner, the only thing that they're going to fucking talk about is trans people in sports. And, of course... Lance Armstrong's take, many people were surprised to learn, was that he feels that trans people should have their own uh, category of sports um, and should not be able to participate in in gendered sports. And uh, Caitlyn Jenner agrees with him, of course. And I just, I find it funny and ironic because Caitlyn Jenner is a tranny who plays golf in the Mm. women's golfing league. Yeah. And Lance Armstrong is most famous for cheating and in his mm-hmm. sport and only having one testicle. Mm-hmm. So like, but he's
2: basically trans. Cause you know, like, you know, that T is a little low mama.
1: <laughs> the T levels are low. Can we get a, can we get a, can we get a look at his T levels?
2: Let, let me, let me tell you how I feel about these conversations. Honestly, the trans people in sports conversations are just bait. Yes. Um that's really all it is. Um it's bait. It's it's the easiest way to, to generate engagement these days to to be a cis person or even a white late transitioner. <laughs> <laughs> you know, who um It's ma'am. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it is ma'am <laughs> but you know it's it's really easy to generate engagement when you talk about Things that, quite frankly, you don't know enough about. And even more so than that, these conversations are so, they're invalid because they, like, from the jump, because they assume that we're all the same, that all trans people are the same, and we're just, we're absolutely not. You know, listen, I'm not someone who wants to participate in sports. I don't really see that for myself. This it doesn't really fit my fantasy, um, you know. but She's not
1: that type of girl. Yeah, I'm
2: not that kind of girl. Um, but honestly, if you really think about it, Carmen... If I was Caitlyn Jenner and I was that bricky and you know old and I, <laughs> I really transitioned that late, I too would think that no trans people deserve to be in the sports. But that's the thing, like you know, one thing that these conversations lack is nuance. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, listen, life is not about black and white answers, even if it hurts your feelings. You know, that's the truth of the matter. I'm not about to get like Joe Rogan on it, right? You know, or, or anything like that. But I'm saying, like, there are mom- there are people that have literally been on hormones or blockers since they were kids. Right. You know what I mean? Like, their biology is so similar to, like, a natal person of their gender, you know? So those people, like, you know, like, there are just, like... Versus somebody who
1: started when they were 50 or 60, you know?
2: Exactly. And, like, that's the thing people don't understand. Like, we're all so... Trans people are all so different across the board. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of this shit... If we got to be real about it, this is a case-by-case case basis. I right? mean, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, that's the real tea, you know? Yeah. Like, But everyone wants an easy answer. You yeah. know, people want easy answers. They want an answer that... Um, covers a wide gamut of questions and issues that matter to them. And so that's why we keep seeing these lame discussions right. that are, they're honestly tired. They're, they're overdone. Yeah. Um, and we keep seeing these discussions about trans people in sports. And it's just because people don't want to, I don't know if they don't want to, or if they're just not at that point yet. It's, so, you know, we're at that point where like, you know, we need to show people that we're all set. We're all different. Right. We, 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 they know we're here now. They know We're here. We've come out of the shadows. Um, they know that we, you know, deserve to like live or whatever. We'll kind of in some places they do. <laughs> um, but, you know, like getting like, but actually looking at us um, as, um, you know, subdivisions of various trans people who make up a trans population.
1: Yeah. And there's a lot. Yeah. A there's a lot. A lot of, you know? lot of variety. Yeah.
2: You know, I just want want to say, like, honestly, the gender conversations, Mm -hmm. you know, unless we're the ones doing it, like you girls like us, Mm -hmm. you know, hashtag Mm -hmm. girls like us, unless we're the ones having those conversations on a podcast, it's just all a part of the gender grift. Yes. It's it's a total grift right now that so many people are cashing in on. It's like a gold rush, Mm -hmm. you know. And it's the only thing
1: that's made Lance Armstrong relevant. And I want to also say this show... Uh the show that he's on, the reality show that he's on, um, fucking called Stars on Mars, which is like supposed to be a bunch of celebrities I've never heard of, including Lance Armstrong, that are pretending to be on Mars in this reality show. And they're, he- see that. Yeah, yeah. they're promoting a clip of him discussing his, like basically doubling down on his position on the show. Um, Adam Rippon is one of the other, I do know who Adam Rippon is. He's the gay figure skater. He's one uh- of,
2: Tom um, Schwartz from Vanderpump Rules is on there as well. Oh, okay. And he, <laughs> and he has to be on there. He's trying to rehab his his um, reputation, but we don't have to talk about that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but Adam Rippon, you know, a bunch of people in the house challenged Lance Armstrong on this stance. He took on the podcast with Caitlyn Jenner. Um, and, uh, uh, they basically told him all that they don't fuck with him anymore. They're like On the show? Yeah. They're like they're like, Yeah, I'm not a fan of Lance and you know,
2: like it's, it's Oh, I need to see that episode. I, yeah. I I I need to watch that. It comes <laughs> out today. Damn, I does he get royalties if we watch that. Probably <laughs>
1: okay? probably. And like there I feel like all of this like I have a conspi I'm a conspiracy theorist about this kind of stuff. Okay. I feel like all of this is just to boost the numbers for Lance
2: and to boost the
1: numbers for this fucking show. You know, I I agree
2: because talking about trans people is the fastest way to get yourself on the front page of any website. It's the fastest way to turn yourself into a trending topic because, you know, we're so polarizing, Mm -hmm. you know, even though we're humans, you know, we're so polarizing our existence and how we live our life and the things that we go through to get where we are. It's, it's, it's a polarizing thing for a lot of people because most people can't even comprehend the, um, concept of, um, you know, having dysphoria or just like being trans, like it just doesn't make sense to them, you know? Right. Um, and I get it. I kind of get it because, you know, let me put it this way. I'm going to draw a, I'm going to draw a parallel for you. Um, I was watching 1000 Pound Sisters last night. Oh my God, yes okay those girls yeah (laughs) love them yes well I'm gonna tell you something I will admit when I first started watching the show I didn't have a lot of empathy at first because I I they were when I looked at them I was like they're the way they look is really foreign to me and that was definitely like a moment of like me being like fat phobic right you know what I'm saying yeah and then that when I when that when that went off in my head I was like oh my god yeah this is how like transphobia works. right? <laughs> like they look at us and they're like, that don't make no sense to me. Like, how did we get here? Right. You know? And then the other thing about it is like, even when you're, it doesn't matter if you pass or not, because they're still going to do that. If they know your tea, Right. They're still going to have those, those thoughts in their head. So it's like, you know, we all have the potential to be a little bit prejudiced to someone just because they're unfamiliar to us. It just so happens that, we're everyone's favorite target right now, oh, you yeah. know,
1: because yeah, mm-hmm. that's the time we're living in, unfortunately. You know, I'm not saying I
2: empathize with transphobes or anything like that. No, but no, no, no. I, no. Say, yeah. I found myself in positions where I wasn't being the best person. Because I judge someone by their appearance or my perception of their lifestyle, I've I've had moments like that, and I just want to, you know, I just think that's something that we all need to like really talk about. And I'm t- like I'm saying, like we don't have real conversations these days. All the conversations are to drum up views, to drum up clicks, and you know, so it's good to like actually like stay here and talk to you about it because that's the real tea. Yeah, like you had no career right before you started talking shit about us. Right, exactly. It's, it's plain as day. It's the gender grift. Like, so many people cash on the, on, are cashing in on the gender grift. So many people. Yeah. People are using it to get themselves elected to office. <laughs> right, exactly.
1: And I truly believe that will be the only way the Republicans are going to try to get into the office in 2024, you know? Yeah, they
2: have no platform. So, you know, it's just easy to focus on us. We're the newest, well, to you know, everyone else, we're the newest thing on the block. <laughs> right. Um, you know, we've been here forever, but you know. I mean, and yeah.
1: I just want to point out, like, a couple of th- last things I want to say about the, like, trans people in sports, whatever, it, it is all a grift. It is all of a, a distraction, mm-hmm. because when you think about it, the Olympic Athletes Association settled this years ago many sports associations settled this thing years ago. Why Uh is it just now being dug back up? And it's literally Mm -hmm. all about fodder for, Uh for getting people to engage and to, uh, you know, Uh sign on with these transphobic beliefs. Um, And the only other thing I want to say too, is that like our bodies are such a big part of the conversation Uh when it comes to trans people in sports and how weird and, Different mm-hmm. our bodies are, but so many people s- tend to forget that like male and female cis bodies are also very,
2: very weird, varied. Yes, very varied. They're very varied. <laughs> Have you They're ever just se- as weird as our as we are? Yeah.
1: Have you ever seen yeah. men with titties? Gynecomastia. Gy- everywhere. Everywhere.
2: Every day. And, and walking around when I'm out, no raw
1: Right. Have you ever seen? <laughs> you know. And it's like, and it's like humans are varied in general you know yes. Yes. um and so i for me it all just looks like a grift because you're telling me that a woman uh, a cis woman can't become stronger than than me Mm-hmm. That's a fucking lie. Because look at
2: I. I can, oh, sorry. If I meet Ronda Rousey and an alley, she fucking me up. Hello, hello. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> like me and Ronda Rousey, like she fucking me up. First of all, she's transphobic too, so she's definitely gonna fuck me up. <laughs> well, we're gonna try
1: our best to fuck her up.
2: Yeah, but, I mean, yeah. You know, we have to we have to get a crew because. <laughs> <laughs> as
1: many times as that bitch has been punched in the face, she's gonna need FFS by the time she. So
2: I'm. I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> I mean, listen. And that's the other thing. Like a lot of, I've seen cis women with with brow bones, like Easter Island <laughs> <with damn> statues.
3: <laughs> so I, Easter. I... <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, so like it's really like you know, people what's really up, going on? You know? <laughs> yeah, what's really going on? People come in all shapes and sizes. It's just exactly. easy to scapegoat um a, a, a poorly understood group yes. of people um for gain. And you know, we're just you know, this this da- the time that we're in is all about engagement, amplification, and you know, this is just what people are resonating with because. Right. You know, for better or worse, um, you know society. I guess in general, um, and not. And I want to. I want to be specific. Like here, like I want to say, like Western society yeah. is kind of like grappling with the, a debate that they've never had to have before. Right. You know, you have to remember, like even when the gays were marching for their rights mm-hmm. during, um, you know, Stone like after Stonewall, post Stonewall, mm-hmm. they, you know, we we were not welcomed in their activism, their their activist spaces. So, or even in their
1: in their gay spaces that weren't. Yeah, yeah.
2: exactly. And yeah. you'll see, like you know, there's videos. Like if, for anyone listening, if you've never heard of Sylvia Rivera, please Google her. She has a very famous speech called "Y'all Better Quiet Down Now." And in that speech, she's addressing a um, large group of gay men um, who are marching for their rights and for you know e- you know equality. And she's like, "Y'all are not gonna cast me out of this. Like I." fought for y'all, I, you know, yeah. you're not gonna exclude me. And that has been the narrative yeah. for such a long time. You know, we because it's like we got to gay marriage, we got all this stuff, right? Yeah. But trans people were never it was a part always of like conversation.
1: It was always like we'll get to you later, you know. Mm-hmm.
2: And, and I've talked about this before um in some of my writing when I worked for Wussy. Um you know the HRC knew that bathroom laws were going to be the next, like, you know, assault, Wave. like, right-wing assault yeah. to LGBTQ people. But they thought that the trade-off of pushing gay marriage through, um, you know, trumped, for lack of a better term, <laughs> um, you know, any need to pursue, like, trans equality initiatives. So... You know, just saying that, you know, just like think about that, like right. our major advocacy group, the biggest advocacy HRC. group that we mm-hmm. have for um, LGBTQ, QIQ rights mm-hmm. in America, mm-hmm. literally saw the signs and ignored them. Now, I'm not saying that they were the only like arbiters of like our safety they were like, they were like the main, but they're the front line. They're the money. Right. They're the money gays. They're the yes. gays with the money. And money talks, and like they could have like lobbied against those rule, those um, those laws, and all of that stuff. But it's like now it's almost like because they let it, because it's gotten so big, it's grown so much. It's like HRC and their funding is not enough now. You need, you know, empathy to come from like the highest levels of our society in order for people to see that we actually deserve to be here. So. You know, a lot of people have let us down up until this point. And that's why we're here right now.
1: Yeah. And if you're going to give, you know, money to the HRC or other big LGBT organizations like that, think about maybe giving your money to um, a trans-led organization that specifically Mm -hmm. centers the needs of trans people. Because that is more important now than ever, I think. Trans
2: Travel Fund. Y'all can donate to Trans Travel Fund. Trans um,
1: Atlanta Atlanta Housing... uh,
2: Atlanta Trans Housing Coalition. (laughs) God, why? Yes. 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 Um, And you can also donate to, you know, like, the Transgender, like, Legal Center. I don't know if that's what it's called. But, you know, like, you know, there are places that have trans leadership.
1: Destination Uh, Tomorrow also. We've had them on the show. Yes.
2: Song, Southerners on New Ground. Shout out to them. They do a lot of good work. And not just for trans people. They do a lot of good work, you know, when it comes to, like, like, you know, radical initiatives, like Ending Money Bail, which, you know, they did accomplish under Keisha spot and I think it got uh, reversed under this mm-hmm. new guy. I don't know, girl. But, yeah, you know, like, these, these motherfuckers got making so much money talking about us, yeah. you know. And they're, they don't know anything about us. You right. know what I'm saying?
1: And they're fucking cheating themselves. So, mm-hmm. like, what the fuck, you know?
2: And, you know, honestly, I wouldn't even say... It's a, it's a vicious cycle, too, because they say this shit, and then anyone, no offense, you know, like, we're sitting here talking about it. You know, mm-hmm. what, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Because, it's yeah. uh, unfortunately, it's newsworthy. Right, yeah. You know? Yeah. But, but we also, when we talk about it, we were able to kind of, like, break him down, like, bit by bit mm-hmm. and really expose, like, their arguments for, like, what they are. So, yeah. you know, stay on top of that yeah. shit, girl. You know, every time something like this comes out. You know, you got you to gotta be out there seeing like, you know, this is the real tea.
1: Right, because I so. think it, it's all about like, it's always scapegoating. So what, wh- follow the money, follow the, whatever, follow the money. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah.
2: laughs> oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 you know, just like look at like why these people are trying to get the attention that they are. And it's really just because Lance wants to make himself relevant again, you know? All right, listeners, we're going to take a quick break. That's it for all uh, why we fucking hate it here. When we come back, we're going to celebrate some good news going on in Zeta's life in the Let's Celebrate That segment.
3: I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: All right, listeners, and we're back. Zeta, tell us all about your new EP, Boy Eyes, that that just came out um, and your tour Um, of Europe that you just went on. Okay,
2: awesome. Um, So, yeah, first of all, thanks for asking. (laughs) Um, You know, I worked on that project for about a year, I really earned it. I learned so much about um, production, mastering, all of that. And I feel like after that project was released, I crossed over from just being, like, a person who DJs really well and gets asked to DJ in places, you know, um, to a bona fide artist. So it's been nice to see people resonating with my work, um... You know, like, the music is not just, like, sitting there. Like, it's actually getting, like, played, which is nice. You know, I'm, I get played more, like, in the UK than I do, and you know, in America because it's a very underground sound, which is fine. You know, whatever. But I am, like, kind of iterating on the things that I put on that last project. And we're moving in a direction, I think, that is going to see more um, actual, like, vocals, lyricism, and all of that, you know. It may or may not be me, but... You know, it may be someone else, you know, um, but I'm heading in that direction where I'm trying to, you know, just give a little bit more because like, you know, I'm always telling people this, you know, like the electronic music world, it's so funny. Like it started, it was started by black and queer people and we don't own it anymore. Yeah. You know, yeah. we don't own that space anymore and that's fine. You know, it's grown a lot and it's super diverse and it's here to stay, but I really, really Feel like I have a responsibility to kind of stake my claim as a black trans woman yeah. and EDM because, you know, there's Honey Dijon, but there's not a lot of us and there right. should be a lot of us. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. I, you know, I'm not the kind of person that's like, we need at least like one or two trans people. I'm like, I would, I want us in every single space and I want us, you know, I don't, I, don't, I want us doing everything, you know? Yes. Um, so, you know, like, that that EP really, like, showed me, like, you know, you work on something really hard. You put it out there. And, like, honestly, m- my fan base is mostly, like, trans people and, like, queer people and gay men,
1: yeah.
2: um, which I love. Um, I'm here for that. Yeah, You know, I, I actually just did a trans party oh, wow. in New York City called Body Hack.
1: Oh, my God. That sounds amazing. And, yeah, it was, like,
2: nowadays in New York. And it was, nowadays is, like, the I want to go there. I want to go best there. Best Southern America girl. I'm I've been hearing you about you. it. Yeah, it's honestly incredible. Uh, but I I did make a joke when I was there. Have you ever been to Muchachos?
1: No. I, I where is that?
2: It's in Atlanta. Oh no, I've never been there. It's like on the like I made a joke that it was like a big Muchacho. Oh. But they didn't <laughs> like, like that. It's like a huge like beer garden, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, then they also have this like crazy dance floor. It's like a small it's a relatively small dance oh, floor. Wow. But the sound is was designed by the same Um, the sound was designed by an apprentice of the man who engineered the sound for Paradise Garage. Wow. So, it's, like, the spiritual successor to Paradise Garage. And if you don't, if there are any listeners who don't know about Paradise Garage, um, look it up. It's kind of, it's like the birthplace of, like, disco and a house and all of that stuff. Um, and it, you know, it's a, it's a space that, um, black queer people really, like, made, you know, um, you know, something for themselves. So I really looked that up if I were y'all. And so, yeah, to get to get to play nowadays, it just felt so right. Yeah. You know, and um, the crowd was amazing. And they were there for me, which is crazy. So, you know, like there were a lot of people there who like, you know, I'm a huge fan of yours. It's like so nice to like have you here. I'm really on. And it's just like wild to me. Like this music is like resonating. And I'm glad it is because even though a lot of the tracks don't have words, they still scream tranny and yeah you know know, um so i'm just glad that it's like it's hitting out there and i have some more projects in the works right now um i already got a few demos like signed by the label that represents me right now which is night slugs um i also have a single coming out on a compilation with a new label called classical records which is Really making waves in the underground music scene, Um, especially, like, in New York and London. Like, they're really killing it right now. Um, And so, you know, it's a slow, steady climb to something amazing. I don't know what it is on the other side, but I'm just excited to keep going.
1: Yeah. You know? I'm so fucking proud of you. You've you've been in publications recently. You've been going to Berlin. You've been all over the world. People know you all over the world. I'm very, very proud of you and to just know have known you for this long and to just see your journey i'm amazed so
2: thank you and i didn't even have to
1: go on drag race no you yeah. didn't even have to go on fucking drag race <laughs> thank god because <laughs> you know, we'd never fucking hear from you again
2: you know honestly drag was never for me anyway oh girl I've been doing drag well that's what
1: i wanted to actually ask i'm sorry <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: uh, you are doing drag again miss cayenne rouge yeah
2: i've been doing it but like I don't even know why, girl. Like, you know, (laughs) listen, a lot of the young trans girls love doing drag. They just, like, they love it. Yeah, yeah. Well,
1: because it's more visible now, I think. Mm -hmm. I would have been into it, I think, if I knew that trans girls were doing it. But I used to think, you that's, like,
2: Back shit. <laughs> exactly, but like you know, the trans girls were doing it, but they were doing it with a lot of bullshit being thrown at them. Yes, yeah, I was, not
1: aware. You know,
2: yeah, like that's you were starfish She wasn't aware. I, mean, I was just like, she's like, I'm a, I'm a cis woman. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a cis ally. Yeah, um, ally. But yeah, you know, like back, even when I did it back in the day, when I was doing it, it as like my main source of revenue. Um, or I'm um, sorry, income, whatever you want to call it. Um, it really wasn't like a safe space for like the trans girls. Like you could yeah. be in there and like, you know, like, you would probably be like the most sickening bitch in the building, but you know, the girls would say anything to you. So for a while I kind of just got over it. You know, like I was like, I'm different from y'all right. and I need to leave <laughs> this, this to, to remind myself that I'm different from y'all. Yeah. So it is honestly insane because I told myself I would never, really do drag again but I started missing it yeah you know just like I started missing it because I kept seeing you know I was going to some shows and I was noticing the girls the girls but I was noticing them because I I just felt like they could give a little bit more
1: <laughs> and you're you gonna know? show them how to do so
2: yeah and um you know and so I was like you know I think I still got it and I was asked to do it twice um once one by Um, my younger, she's like a younger girl. I don't have daughters, I don't, I'm not a mother, Mm -hmm. I'm more of an auntie. So, I (laughs) I guess, I I love that. I think if you're a trans mom, we have to do so much, yeah. And I don't really want to do that. No,
1: auntie is better,
2: auntie's way better. Mm -hmm. So, my niece, Uh she asked me to do it, and I was like, okay, girl, I'll do it just for you. And um, then an old friend, um, L-Source Rex, asked me to do it as well. Yes. And just because, you know, people just wanted, they just wanted the, the pleasure of me being there. And it, it was honestly great. Like, I made so much money off of, like, one song. I've only done, like, I've done the same song both times. And the song is, like, only three minutes long. And each time I walked away with, like, a good bit of coin. <laughs>
1: Ooh, I love that. Yeah. They are so ready for Miss Cayenne Rouge to be yeah, back. Girl.
3: <laughs> I love
1: that. Oh, I want to come out and see you um, the next time I fucking leave my my house. Mm-hmm.
2: You know, there's a, there's a lot to celebrate. Obviously. Yes,
1: there is. Um, all of your accomplishments um, and just your, I mean, girl, you're fucking doing so well for yourself. I'm so happy for you.
2: Thank you so much. And honestly, girl, you want, you wanna know something I've noticed? What's that? I now know two other Black trans women who are now homeowners.
1: That's amazing. Wow. Yeah.
2: So, you know, listen, things might seem a little shitty right now because so many people are talking about us and they're saying horrible things about us. Yeah. But the reality is different. The world is changing You know, a trans woman owning property is like an inconceivable, was inconceivable in the 90s even.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. You know,
2: even in the early 2000s, I would say, you know, even then it was still hard to find housing if you were trans, you know. I would say like maybe 10 years ago things really turned around for us. Would you agree?
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But then, you know, recently I'm like, well, fuck, I don't know what's happening.
2: Well, you know, it's, yeah, yeah. that's what you see. But that's all talk. That's, those, these people are just talking, they're passing laws that no one's really getting It really court.
1: is, yeah, yeah. You know, like, yeah.
2: there's workarounds for everything. Like, you know, everyone's like freaking out, about, uh, freaking out about the Supreme Court decisions on this and that and the third. And you just have to remember that, like, communities do more for each other yeah. than any government can do for their own people. And that's just the, the truth. You know, mutual aid, workarounds to, you know, getting around these like crappy laws, like, like ending affirmative action. There's a workaround for that. Right. Yeah. You know, and you just have to think about, you know, what these people are really fighting against and just remind yourself, like, you're a trans girl. Okay. <laughs> you found a way around all the barriers before you just gonna have to keep doing
1: it you're gonna figure it out yeah, yeah exactly we play,
2: this, we play this the game of life on on expert mode
1: absolutely on yeah. expert yes yeah uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah i want to thank you so much for being here i'm so proud of you so proud of all your accomplishments recently great job music has been amazing i can't wait for more um and zeta just tell everyone where they can find you and follow you
2: um, You can find me on social media at one, the number one, Zeta Zane. That's Z-A-I-D-A-Z-A-N-E. Um, You can also find me on Bandcamp, and I am sh- available. You can listen to me on all streaming platforms. I'm, I'm even on Pandora, baby. Period. So I'm on yes. Pandora, Last FM. I'm on Apple Music. Spotify. I have radio. I'm radio. On- oh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm radio. I'm on them all. So yeah, yeah. We, got a good, we got a good distribution team. So if you want to listen to me, you can. <laughs> That's amazing. I
1: love that. Um, and be sure, listeners, to tune in to uh, the, our full-length episode this Wednesday. We're going to be talking with a legendary trans trailblazer, um, prolific writer, and trans activist, Dallas Dinney. So tune in for that and have a great beginning of your week.
0: Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at amfam.com. The podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, the podcast from hell of sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day